Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, uh, new co-host Haley is already using her vacation time, so we are joined by Karma. Hello there from Australia. <laughs> from a land that we are not sure actually exists or not, but maybe it does. We're just going to give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm also joined by the mysterious L. Uh, good day, my beautiful babies. Yeah, if Australia exists, explain where it's supposed to be. On the bottom of the disc? I mean, that, just, <laughs> yes. that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> totally nonsense. <laughs> uh, yeah, quite the, quite the week for, I mean, a, a lot of shakeups in the, in the third chair in yeah. Hell World over the past few weeks. And like, this is an especially robust week yeah. for us to, to have, uh, have Haley out as our new, uh, like regular co-host. Yeah. Uh, because uh, some shit went down, and we'll get yeah. into that, of course, in our headline news. But yes, oh, what a time to record on a Wednesday when uh, it seems like Tuesday is the day for breaking, yeah, you know, court-related news. Yeah, I think like a month or so ago, we had a di- we had a day where we couldn't coordinate on a Wednesday, and then that night there was like indictments, and it was just like, man, what a good decision we had to like pull back for a day, just like the timing of it, like. Th- this happens every so often with me where I will be hanging out, hanging out the day job, thinking to myself, boy, we are going to be struggling this week to have something to talk about on the pod. And then like the next day, boom, like just big news hits. And I'm like, oh, okay, now we're covered. Now we're good. It's all yeah, going to work in, out. In, in a way, it actually is kind of, it is going to be kind of crazy uh, this week to have Karma on the show. And thanks again to Karma for being back uh, at co-hosting. Uh, because it, when we were talking before the show, we do our little like prattle, you know, just the, the warm up, just talking to each other, shooting the breeze. And, uh, Karma mentioned that she's more frequently like got her eye on the politics and stuff of our side of the, of the, the world than in her own home country. So it's just like, well, we will get to have that international observation. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing that's really, that's one of the things that's really interesting about Amer- American politics and QAnon is that this is, a international phenomenon. It's so bizarre that this cult that is centered around an American politician is everywhere. I mean, uh, Karma, you had Burn Spy. You who was the other guy besides Burn Spy? Because Australia had like two huge QAnon guys. There's oh, there's another one. I can't think of his name. There's another big one. Um, he's always on Truth. Okay. He's a big one too, and he's he actually calls himself I can't remember something patriot, but he's Australian, and he's a huge one as well. But he's moved to America now, I believe. Oh, um, well, good for yeah. him. <laughs> he, just, he, he was like, he's like, I got I got to go where the action is. I, I can't be on Australia anymore. Hugh is getting to the point where it's even causing me to give a little side eye to the New England Patriots. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, they've they're really doing it. It's like the word woke. They are doing a great job of co-opting this stuff that used to be a thing that I could use, not ironically. And I'm just like, now I have to side eye it. I'm just like, Patriots, huh? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Definitely don't want to be number 88 on the Patriots, you dig? No. <laughs> That would be the most that would be the most terrible thing in the world if the Patriots were ever um 
so inept at uh, at um knowing how the world works that you had a quarterback that had the number 14 and then you had a wide receiver with the number 88. So that would be uh woof, that would be super bad to have the 1488 connection for your New England Patriots. Although I do remember uh, like a few years ago, they drafted some kid that was a kicker and he had like a three percenter tattoo and it was just like it was all over Twitter for a couple of days that like Patriots draft Nazi. And the guy was just like, I don't even know what this symbol means. I just got it because it was cool looking. And then he like got tra- he got cut in training camp and it was just like, woof, B- bad draft pick all around. Both can't play and also Nazi. Not great. Suboptimal. For when we're storyboarding this like animated comedy bit, I just want to put like a note on the board for uh, Zig Hail Mary. Boom. <laughs> is that a good one? Is that is yeah. that anything? Looks for the rest of the writer's room. Huh? Huh? <laughs> we're all scams here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Hollywood, hit us up. We're desperate. Yeah, we're... us scams got to stick together, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I feel like we're probably going to have a lot to talk about in uh, the news this week. Uh, so why don't we just uh, go ahead and uh, let's get get a little bushy up in, up in here, parentheses up in here. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse-bouche. Okay, so unless you've been living under a rock uh, and, like, you know, disconnected from the larger world, and if you have been, God bless you. I don't know why you're coming back for us, but... Thanks. Uh, Elon Musk, god emperor of Twitter, has decided that Twitter shall be no more. And henceforth, it shall be known by its new, much cooler name, the letter X. Uh, which he, I mean, we'll get into it, but he has tried to do before. He loves the letter X. Uh, it lets, like, we're going we're gonna to probably make a lot of X-related jokes. But uh, this move seems like it's incredibly poor. Uh, and for the particulars, I will go over to Mike Rains in a moment. But I will say for the record that I announced on Twitter that the moment that my icon changed on my phone, I would be deleting my account. And I did try to do that, but I don't remember what my password is. So instead, I just deleted the app. I'm no longer looking at my account. So if you're trying to reach me on Twitter, well, the former Twitter, now X, uh, don't do that. You're not going to be able to reach out to me. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang on to the sinking ship that is whatever the fuck Elon calls it. But uh, I mean, you have like followers. You have like I only have like 500 followers or whatever. You've got like thousands of followers. That's a different a, that's a different thing. You have like a lot like a little bit of a platform. Not me. Right. Right. Plus, oh, I only yeah. ever use it to make fun of stupid people and uh, write stupid haiku jokes. And you know, I was never oh, really yeah. doing anything important. No, I I, I hear you. But it, 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 Elon's hellscape is just so shitty and. The thing that's so bizarre about it is you think about the man buying Twitter and paying $44 billion for Twitter. And what has he done? That can't be right. Surely you meant $44 million with an <laughs> Don't say billion. That would be ridiculous. That, that would, would be, be a crazy uh, amount of money to spend on anything. Oh, my God. That that would be like 44 uh, mega millions jackpots that I'm going to win this Friday. I mean, oh, my God. Could you imagine that, that sum of money? For a platform, for a social media platform, oh man, that would be I mean, like in an offer that was so juicy for the people taking it that he was like, "I'll do this." And they were like, "Deal, snap, snap it off." And you just like, "Oh, don't, you, you say I won't? Okay, I totally will." And then when it was all sent in, he was like, "I don't think I want to do that." And they're just like, "No, you're doing it. You you're, are doing it. You, you were doing it for the amount you said you're going to do it for." Yep, you're very bad at haggling. 
<laughs> you signed a fucking contract waiving due diligence. They're like, God, there's no way to make it profitable. What's our Twitter worth? Probably like $2 billion or something. And here comes Elon Musk and he's just like, I'll buy it for a jillion dollars, please. <laughs> yup. Oh my God. Like literally that's like, the, yeah, the Twitter board is like, how can we ever cash in on this? It's like maybe some billionaire narcissist will lose his fucking mind and throw a boatload of cash at us for our social media platform. And then like just the, the seas part and Elon Musk just walks in with bags of money and just showers them with it. I mean, it's just Jesus. So dumb. So he pays all that money for Twitter, which you would think you'd want for the cachet of that name and the brand and the fact that tweet is a thing that people know about. It's part of America's lexicon. And the man's like, I just want to tear everything that was that, about Twitter out of Twitter. And I want a social media platform that's now new, has an incredibly generic looking uh, icon in the app store. The name isn't even legally mine. Like there's a lot of other uh, companies that have like trademarks on social media with the word X in it. So there's gonna be a giant legal battle for me to actually have this thing. And now they're slowly going through the guts of Twitter and removing the Twitteriness of it. Cause a few days ago, my tweet button is now a post button. It, instead of retweeting, I'm reposting. It's like, why would you want to make everything dull and generic and shitty instead of a brand that, again, you paid $44 billion for? Instead of that part of that brand and that iconic imagery that you had of the little bird and the blue and all this stuff. Nope. Just dull black, dull X, posts. Just, my God. And the best part about it is you have $8 check marks who are just like, oh, Elon, such a genius. Oh, what a brilliant move. What an incredible rebranding. Oh, man, so, so smart. It's like, no, this is the this is the exact opposite of smart. This is as bad as you possibly can be about their shit. It's ridiculous. And it's got a cascading effect of uh, stupidity because, of course, you can't just take something that's worth whatever Twitter's actually worth, billions of dollars, probably not 44 billions of dollars, but certainly billions of dollars, and just decide to change uh, its name, especially in Twitter's case where its name was deeply integrated into all of its services, like tweeting and retweeting and, you know, all of that stuff, uh, to the point where, and like as Mike mentioned, it became part of the cultural lexicon. So... Uh, you know, he was big. He's making some big splashy moves, like to, like having some sign troubles. He was trying to replace some signs, and I hear there was a comedy of sign related errors. Oh God! So he tried to tear down the Twitter sign on the side of the building that is Twitter's um, offices in San Francisco, which he's continuing to not pay rent on. And immediately the city came in and shut that down because he didn't get the permits for the rights to actually tear the sign down. Then at that point, he then put a giant strobe light X on the top of the Twitter headquarters. And people that were living in the neighborhood were like, this is actually fucking terrible. This thing is just blasting light into my house and it's offensive. This is... An actual. This is like a neighbor being disruptive and playing loud music and and doing stuff that is 
not great. And there were a lot of people that were looking at this shit being, they were thinking, if you have epilepsy near this fucking thing, Elon could, like, injure, if not kill you. I mean, you, you could trigger an epileptic fit in somebody that could, like, disable them or kill them if it, if it was too severe. And Elon was like, look at my giant flashing eggs. And then he was joking about having triple X on the top of the building. Yeah, it seems like it was quite the experience. <laughs> Yup. It was an expensive blunder, though. Yes, very. I built it to make your head explode. <laughs> yup, God. You'd be like, my God, what an exceptional amount of money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there will be more coming. Oh, it, it writes itself. It's, it's just the most ridiculously easy thing. And again, Elon's just setting himself up for these dunks. Yeah, cause... well, I, especially because now, now we're, we'll no longer... I mean, Twitter's gone, so retweet means nothing. So now... We're going to be re-Xing because tweet means nothing. So instead, we're going to be Xing. Are you ready to X? What are we, the fucking Smurfs? Yeah. yeah. Yo, did you go to X to X? Yeah, let me re-X that X. I saw an X. What the fuck is this? It sounds like we're redacted. <laughs> yes. What a clown. I can't I can't get over how uh, how ineffective he has been. Like even even more than we expected, he has been ineffective in the leadership position of this thing that he purchased. Man, that CEO lady, holy shit. What a man, what a what a bill of goods she signed up for. God. Uh, CEX. <laughs> yep. Oh man. You know what? In fact, let's just change her position title to XXX. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. Why not? Why not? It's what a cool guy Elon Musk is. Man, it is amazing to just get to this point in your life where you finally achieve the ability to not have a board get in the way of your terrible decision making, and you're just the guy just burning the place down, and there's no there's no firewall against you. No one can like walk up to you and be like, "Sir, you." Probably shouldn't do that. And again, I have no dog in this race because my followers were very small. So I just got to cut and run. But you and I believe Karba, I mean, I haven't looked at Karba's numbers in a while, but I'd be like, I'm assuming that you both have like much, much larger followings than I could have ever hoped for. So like, how do you guys feel about Musk coming in and just trying to kick over his own sandcastle? He's like, fuck you guys. Oh, it sucks. I mean, everything about this is bad because you just have... I mean, the, the one thing that's lucky for me is that I'm I'm not big enough to actually like get attacked by the blue checkmark morons. But when you have that happening, it's super frustrating. Like I, I look at people that I follow because they're interesting to me, and they're big timers, and they post stuff, and immediately below them, it's just a bunch of blue check marks being like, "Nope, you're wrong about that, dummy. Nope, idiot." That ain't going to fly the way you think it will. <laughs> and it's just so bizarre to just imagine that, like, the, your idea of a, like, thriving, functional website is making sure that idiots with, like, 50 followers who are just right-wing edgelords are literally the top replies. Like, the first, like, 20 replies you see to any left-wing politician or political talking heads posts are just... You're wrong, idiot. Hashtag Trump 2024. And I just, my God, like, who would who would think? The, yeah, this is what's going to bring everybody into the building. Everyone wants to see a bunch of dumb chuds reciting the same tired right wing bullshit. 
re-Xing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Xing back and forth forever. Oh, God. How about you, Karma? I'm assuming that Australia has Twitter because I've seen you tweeting. <laughs> what's, what's your experience like as somebody else who, who has a larger platform than I do? Uh, I haven't had, like, I, I don't get a lot of blue checks, you know, harassing me or anything either. But um, I haven't even updated my app on my phone for a while now. So mine still says Twitter. Um, I have not, yeah. I, I refuse to update it. <laughs> I was not consensual. It did, like I looked at my phone one morning and it was said updating, and I was like, "No." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I've yeah. left. It. I mean, it comes up when I first click on. I get the little X when I go on there, but everything else on my app is still currently Twitter the way it looked before. Have you been noticing a, a drop off in like users or people that you used to engage with? Has anybody else been leaving now that it's been rebranded to something that like erases most of its meaning? I do. I do think there's a bit of drop off because I think you know, obviously with Blue Sky, I think now more people are starting to merge over there. Even though that one hasn't really taken off yet either, I don't see that it's taken off like Twitter or X. Has. <laughs> um, like, you know, so I'm still like mainly on Twitter. I mean, I go over and visit the other one and then I kind of come back and, you know, so, but yeah, no, I mean, I haven't dropped any followers since it's all happening. So people are still, they haven't deactivated their account. They're still there, even if they're not using it as much. Maybe they just forgot their passwords like I did. <laughs> yeah. I... And that's one of the things that's really funny is Elon's posting this stuff like the most engagement ever, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, I, how do you know that this is, I mean, from my experience before, before the latest bot crackdown, my God, the bot, the bot problem on Twitter was just worse than ever. Literally, I would all, I would just daily get those, uh, this, you're getting a DM from somebody you don't know. And like back in the, back in the halcyon days of Twitter, Oftentimes that'd be a person calling me a pedophile and yelling at me. And then by the time I got to their tweet or their DM, I was already blocked by them. But now it was always just some Asian woman who wanted to give me stock advice or wanted me to uh, message her on WhatsApp because she wanted to find an American to marry and all that horse shit. And it was just like. Or some beautiful uh, profile picture AI who's just been scrubbing the internet to find out stuff about you, but she's getting it from the wrong sources. So she's just like, hi, Mike Grades. You seem like a pedophile. What a chat. <laughs> like, what? Wait a minute. How damn it. <laughs> You're trying to destroy our country. You're cute. What? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. <sighs> Oh, I mean, it's it's going to be a brave new world on X, you know, especially once it gets to triple X. Because I mean, what, what's even better than one X, you know, three X? Oh, we oh. haven't even talked about how the, the he 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 put out that call for an X logo, and the one he settled on was just stolen from like a like a, a font that yeah. was just, that's just available. You can just buy this font, and the X on that font is the, now the logo for former Twitter. Also, do we think Elon Musk is smart enough to know that he has to continue to maintain the Twitter trademark? And God, I hope not. I would love somebody to just buy that in like a year or two whenever it lapses and then uh, just make Twitter again. Hey, like I have a cool idea to use with this name Twitter. It's called Twitter. Well, it's just, well, yeah, it'll be it, it will be similar, but legally distinct from X, that platform that used to exist. 
<laughs> oh, I, I, oh God, I remember. I mean, back when Threads came out, and then I mean, like obviously, I think Threads is going to be something that's going to Zuckerberg's going to have to put his back into it to make it work. But that was like hilarious when Elon was just like, "I fired all these dum dums," and then Smash cut to, "I'm going to sue all those people who are now working on Threads who used to work here at Twitter." And it's like, you know, you could have just kept them employed at Twitter and they wouldn't have had to need a job making a Twitter clone for some other tech billionaire. Like that was probably a thing that you could have foreseen was that someone would start up a company with your former brain trust. Anecdotally, nobody has talked about Threads since the day it came out. I am a single person. It took me a while to remember what the fuck you were talking about. I was like, Threads, why does that sound familiar? I was like, oh, right, it's Facebook's Twitter clone. Yeah, it was talking about that. Uh... But also, I love that this is this is a tree that we keep shaking and more stuff keeps falling out of it. And it's all light, fluffy, and inconsequential, so we'll just call it the extended boosh. But uh, talking about all that reminded me about the, the copyright issues with X. Suddenly, Elon Musk realized that a lot of, a lot of companies and a lot of people smarter than he uh, saw the value in the letter X and like had claims on it for all sorts of different uses already. They were just like, no, you may not use X for gaming. Microsoft already has X. They are just like, yo, X is pretty cool. They, they, they had this epiphany 22 years ago or whatever. Back when Elon Musk was trying it the first time around. Yeah. Which is another thing we still haven't talked about. Insane. Uh, it's a story that won't stop developing. If you if you pull on it, it will continue to just generate thread. It's crazy. I, th- I think we talked about the PayPal X thing in last week on the show about how... Oh, yeah, okay, gotcha. I was just like, how, do, how have we not discussed this yet? Okay. Yes, yeah. Again, this is a thing that won't stop developing. Anyway, yeah. you can't trademark the X for a lot of reasons. The, the, yeah. the side thing is nonsensical. The fact that the logo is lifted from a key face is insane. Uh, but he's sticking with it, which is the most insane thing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that Elon stands are like perfectly satisfied with moves he's making. And we'll get into more of that later. Yeah. Uh, but it, as it relates to the X switchover, have you guys seen any any Elon standing? Anybody really fl- fl- flip it out about how smart he is and how big of a genius the X move is? Because X marks the spot, you know? <laughs> Uh, the only person I really saw was one of the Crancine brothers, and that's because that guy's on that getting that Elon money now, and just watching him being like, you're all being way too hard about this rebrand. This is just the vision that Elon's working for, and it really isn't that big of a change, and you're all going to like get used to it, and X is going to be cool. And it's like, yeah, you're saying that because you, you're hoping you're going to get your pile of fliff in a month or two when the next Elon money bag falls out of the sky and lands in your general vicinity. I have absolutely not seen anybody who is not paying for Twitter or being paid by Twitter talking about what a bold masterstroke of a move this is because it isn't. And that's really obvious. So, I mean, it's just wild that you're the only people that are on your side are either sycophants giving you eight bucks a month to tell you how great you are or people you are hitting with bags of money who are just like, I would like to get hit with another bag of money. I will continue to tell you how great you are. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm contractually obligated to say that Elon Musk's penis looks like one of the toxic crusaders action figures that came out to uh, be promoted from that cartoon of the same name. Uh, but if I wasn't contractually obligated to say that until he pays me one million United States dollars, uh, I would say that maybe let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe this is like 40 chess and he's Jack Donaghy style tanking it on purpose because it's got some sort of greater value if he like rockets it into the ground. 
because this is like a gradual decline. You know, he just seems to be going out of his way to make decisions that like you could like justify as the acts of a crazy person. But if your intention was to intentionally rapidly drive down the value of a thing you owned, I mean, it seems like an incredible, an incredible assortment of ideas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is He's literally, there, you know. This is literally the producers just in real life for a social media platform. Oh, wait, I forgot about the X-Pun thing. He's exemplary. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) We look forward to more exciting developments in the story. Oh, do we ever? Do we ever? Yeah, until then, we have to excuse ourselves from uh, this topic. And uh, uh, let's let's get down to brass boosh tax and uh, bring on our uh, specialist karma from the land down under that does or does not exist. It's sort of like Tiernanog, I guess. Uh, to talk about our old friend, Negative 48, which is surprising to me because he's dead, famously, uh, which I believe we mentioned on the show at one point. They were like, hey, you know who's dead? This guy. Right? I'm not mistaken about that. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's very dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sometimes I have to confirm. Uh, so uh, it looks like we have some Negative 48 on the breeze. So I'll toss it over to Mike and Karma for more Negative 48 related news this week in our yep. boosh. Yes. Karma, the floor is yours to explain what's going on in the Negative 48 cult after the death of Michael Protzman. Is he a ghost? (laughs) Well, you know what? Some would like to think that he is. There are definitely um, the splinter group. Um, They believe that, you know, he's not dead. Well, actually, let's rephrase that. There's a good Michael and there's a bad one. And the bad one may be dead, but the good one is still alive. But I see the old Adam Warlock for my comic book fans out there. (laughs) But he was killed, according to them, by, let's say, now it keeps changing. It's changing on a regular basis. You know, one of the inner circle from negative 48 apparently killed him to the track owner was involved. Um, the latest, I think, they said, you know, they're, they're talking about the brakes were cut, a wire was placed between, you know, two trees. You know, it's just absolutely insane stuff. And when I say insane, I mean they're full-on accusing. We're not just talking about this is just, you know, stuff they're talking about on the internet. They're actually harassing the track owner. They're, they're, it's full on. So they know who was involved in the accident with him? So it was only him on his own. So he was on a motocross track um, and, you know, just riding on the track. And, yeah, it, from what I've heard the 911 calls, um, there's not much to it, just pretty much that, you know, he basically – fell off the bike while he was riding. Um, he was unconscious and he was having trouble breathing. That's basically what was in the 911 call. Oh, well, I, I'm sorry because your accent had me tricked because I kept thinking you were saying truck and not track. So the track mm-hmm. owner was the person yeah. they were accusing of the crime. So they're yeah. saying that the – so he was he was like driving around on a dirt bike track. that He like rented this dirt bike to go run, run laps on this track and then – something happened where he lost control of the bike and fell off of it. And so now they're blaming the owner of the facility for killing him by doing something nefarious. Yes. They're saying that he was hired as a hitman. (laughs) 
the most elaborate hitman of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, we, did, we did a specialist this time around to call that guy we know that can assassinate people by rigging a dangerous racetrack. I'm just imagining uh, Michael Protzman walking by this track and it has a giant sign that says lunatic cult leaders get free ride. And he's like, that, that's me. And he just runs in, gets on a motorcycle and then it's it sabotaged and it kills him. Just Okay. Do you know what? So when I looked up this track, um, they have different tracks and they have different, the tracks are all numbered. Now I know, you know, I listen to negative for nearly two years and I know how his ego was. There was a track 48. He was definitely on that track. Oh, it had to be. And, and I would assume that these tracks had like, this was would probably be like a, like skiing. Some of the tracks would probably be easier than the others. I would assume that like some would just be like literally just doing a very slow, easy thing. And other tracks might have like more bumpiness and more like actual riding skill required to handle them. Yep. Yep. And they were, and like, you know, because in his younger days, Negative did actually ride motorbikes. So, you know, he has had some experience, but obviously we're talking about his younger days. You know, the, he was actually 60 years old and definitely out of shape. So, you know, <laughs> it, it was just an accident, but they're just some of the things they're claiming. And obviously in their world, they like to code everything with using Jamatra. So that's how they get their truth on how he was killed, how he was murdered. <laughs> it only looks like it's an accident, though, because that's how good Track Masterson, the road assassin, is. You just see that's why they, that's why you hire that guy. If you did yeah. make it look like it's definitely an accident and definitely related to the road, call Track. <laughs> yes, <laughs> God, that I. I I had, when I had heard that he had an accident, I assumed it was some sort of motor. It was motor vehicle related. It was on the street. I didn't know that he was. Oh actually, yeah, you didn't assume that he was getting gnarly on a moped. Well, I knew that he had. Um, I knew that he was on a bike, but I figured it was traffic related. I didn't know that he was just literally riding around a track, having a having himself a ball, and then he just like lost control of it. That's yeah. L- let me speak for the regular person who, if they even knew who this guy was, would have probably only glanced at the headline about it, like I did, and say, "Yeah, none of us expected that when, when it was when it was revealed that he died in an automobile accident, that he was like trying to get gnarly on a moped." You know, I feel like we all just assumed that he was driving in a car, got smashed by another car. That's the way it usually goes down. It's very weird for somebody to be getting injured, like, like fatally on like a, like a, like a motocross motorcycle accident. You know, I feel like typically that's just like, oh, they were trying to do three flips and they landed rock broke their spine. Yeah. just So that is really strange. And I, I knew Protzman was like out of shape and old. I didn't know he was 60. That's really, wow. I mean, man, he was a late bloomer getting into, getting into cult leader status at that age. Like, man. Holy yeah. Smokes. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, but like, you know, cause he had gone riding obviously because I listened, he had gone riding probably, I think two or three weeks prior to that. And so I have been told that apparently he told his cult followers 
that he was getting ready to ride in some, you know, like race. Um, <laughs> he was prepping for it. Um, so yeah, well, obviously he never made it to that race. Oh my God. I, I, I can, I would love the idea of him being involved in a race that's actually competitive and then him just losing and then explaining the conspiracy that denied him victory. Cause, uh, someone like, like him with that crippling level of narcissism could never just lose fair and square. There would always have to be something more to it than just. Oh, I, I just didn't run a good race, or I'm too old, and the younger people just out, out outdid me. No, it would have had to have been a plot. The Illuminati definitely would have had to have like sabotaged his bike to make it so that he didn't win. Also, it does sort of humanize him a little. Like now, I kind of want to like I know that this is how how it went down or what sort of guy he was, but it, it is fun to imagine that he died heroically trying to perfect his signature move, the Dealey eighteen hundred. Just the. <laughs> Like an, an explosively powerful move, five full <laughs> rotations the, with the full JFK McTwist. Yes. Well, the funny, the funny thing is, he he like he did a lot of coding and that came out to be Superman. And if you ever looked at their their Matt Trump rallies, he did actually often wear a t shirt that had like you know Superman on it and stuff. And um, if you go back through his Telegram channel, he had actually posted like someone doing the Superman move on a motorbike. So I don't know whether he got, you know, went, hey, I might try this. Who knows? He was taking Soldier Boy's advice and he was like, I can Superman those hoes. References. <laughs> I got a lot of them. Anyway, uh, yeah. poor guy. Uh, could have happened to a nicer guy. I don't know. Rest in yeah. peace, truly evil Knievel. Yes. Uh, so I guess uh, on that note, uh, while we still have karma on the line, let's segue to our headline news. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Hey there, babies. You're getting a second content warning this week because our first headline news topic features uh, somebody who did bad things to children. So, uh, again, second content warning for that. Uh, and you know, for the, for for the hilarious fun and frivolity of that, I blissfully get to hand over the reins to Mike Rains. Uh, Mike, please, you be the one to have to talk about this. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. My lucky me. So. Oh, and also guess what? Elon Musk is involved again. Surprise. (laughs) Oh yeah. Elon. Oh God. Um, Elon. Somebody did an X. (laughs) That's looking pretty X. (laughs) So. Um, there is this Twitter power user who goes by the handle of Dom Lucre, and Dom has basically been a QAnon promoting uh, guy that gets signal boosted because he bought his Twitter Blue account, and Elon likes him. And at one point uh, in the past week, uh, Dom got suspended from Twitter, and people were all like, "What's going on here? Why did our newest, why did the new hotness in QAnon grifting get suspended? So unfair! So unfair! Oh, you have no idea." And eventually, Elon came out with the fact that Dom had posted uh, expo- child exploitive content, and that this was flagged by their child porn uh, team. 
And but then Elon went on to state that he was going to have those tweets deleted back then when they were tweets, not X's or whatever. And that once that happened, Dom would be given back his account because that's how you take uh, this kind of thing really seriously is you let someone post this shit and then you're like, eh, as long as you delete it, no harm, no foul. It's great. How does, that, how does no part of that process involve like contacting federal law enforcement? Oh, yeah. A lot of people have mentioned that. A lot of people have been like, hey, uh, is the FBI, does the FBI know about this? What is going on here? Is, like, Dom needs to have his hard drive searched post haste. Yeah, I mean, like, look, like, in general, I don't want, like, people snooping in on what I'm saying or doing on social media or whatever. But in theory, those posts are supposed to be public anyway. And also, like, uh, there are certain circumstances where, yeah, I feel like some, some, some government people need to get involved. Like, if I was just like, Here's how to make a bomb to blow up your enemies on Twitter, a thread on how yeah. to blow up your enemies with this bomb. And yeah. it's just like, okay, probably not cool to just have like being promoted on Twitter. Like yeah. and people be like, oh, that's information you could get online anyway. And it's just like, yeah, but you would have to look for it, man. Like I don't want like bomb making, like twi- like trending on X, trending on X, how to make a pipe bomb. And it's like, oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always maybe, maybe I'll do that, you know. Yeah. Like, and, 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 and you know, so I I expect the NSA or whatever to probably listen to this podcast because I've said the word pipe bomb and blow up your enemies a lot, like several times. Yes, more times than is probably good to not be on a on a watch list. But yeah. hey, but I mean, you know, context and comedy show and all that stuff. So I feel yep. like I, I'm in the clear or whatever. But you yep. know, if you if you're trying to blast that to the internet, you know, the bet like the like the Arguably the worst thing you could possibly blast to the internet. Yeah, you should probably just not just get a little slap on the wrist. Yeah. Also, and how does the, how does the Twitter slash X process work? Because they're saying that like he he like tried to do it and like do all posts get screened before they get uploaded at, at all, or because they were just like nobody saw it. And it's just like how do you know though that nobody saw it? You know, Twitter's oh. like a lot of people use Twitter. Uh, actually, uh, people have pointed out that the post was up for like three or four days before it got taken down, and there are a lot of replies to the post where Nobody's people are like, "Shut up!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those are replies to the the space where the post used to be. It's all people just being like, you know, "Wow, what used to be here?" Uh, I'm yeah. so confused. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like you tweeted nothing. Yeah. Um, so Dom has, uh, basically spent a lot of time after the fact of this lying about what happened and claiming that this wasn't child porn. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Elon has betrayed him and has like sold him out to the woke mob by claiming all of this stuff. But, uh, the people that actually saw these images, um, basically, this opened up a whole new Pandora's box for me to a darker side of the internet than I even knew existed. And apparently this content was made by one of the worst uh, like monsters in the history of humanity. So uh, karma, what do you know about our boy uh, Peter Scully and the horrors he inflicted upon Australia? Um. Well, so he was, I know he was, um, obviously convicted of human trafficking and rape of sexual assault of underage girls. He was doing like a pay-per-view on the dark web. Um, 
and I know he was in prison back in June 2018 um, for life. And then he was um, had additional charges back in November 2022. Um, uh, he got another 129 years in prison. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's like, I mean, from what and from also from what I've sort of because I have gone back and had a look, he also um, did like he operated an unlicensed escort service where he actually offered his girlfriend as a sex worker. So, yeah, he, he wasn't, uh, you know, that's a real scumbag. Oh, man, uh, um, Andrew Tate before Andrew Tate, just absolutely, like, hustling every way he can. Although context is important because there are a lot of circumstances where dating a sex worker, it's just like, right on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have to virtue signal, guys. We oh, have yeah. to signal that virtue so, so yeah. that we, we have to cover our bases so we don't get yelled at. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so this guy, I, I do like that he got life in prison, and then Australia was like, you know what, that isn't enough. We're gonna hit you with a hundred years on top of life. It was so, a, what was it, one hundred twenty eight, which I like because it, it's definitely more than another life sentence. It's just yeah. like <laughs> you, you you're in prison until you die, and then for an entire additional lifetime. So like all of your heir, like your children, that whole generation will also be dead, and then like twenty to thirty five more years on top of that as well. Yeah. Well, he wasn't actually imprisoned, like, in Australia. He's just Australian. He was actually um, convicted and everything in the Philippines. Oh. Oh, the the, the Philippines are, are home to our beloved um, Q creators or Q owners. I can't believe that the Philippines would be involved in all of this. Just absolutely shocking that monsters would hide out there in, of all places. Yeah. I am ashamed to admit that for a moment, when Karma said he didn't get convicted, he's just Australian. In Australia, he's just Australian. I didn't immediately (laughs) take that to mean that he was convicted elsewhere. I I was just like, it's just like he didn't get convicted in Australia. He's just Australian. That's punishment (laughs) enough. (laughs) They're just like we, we, the court of the United Peoples of the World, find you. Australian and clank. No. Guy drops to his knees, starts sobbing. He's like, no. What, lunges for like a pin and starts trying to off himself. Yeah. No, we love our Australian people. It's funny because we're we're like, uh, I don't know if we have anybody that listens for Australia, but Australia's got the same curse as like the Netherlands and that region of the world does in my mind, where whenever I picture people from there, they're perfect. They're statuesque, beautiful. In, like perfect people and uh like i doubt the reality is that way so when i ever meet all of them it's gonna be i'm just gonna set myself up for some wild disappointment <laughs> yeah. i'm putting them on such a pedestal yeah when 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 l's the one cashing the mega millions ticket this friday and then takes his tour of the world it's just gonna be heartbreaking she's gonna be like no Dude, crocodile dundee it's like the only fucking touchstone i have for what like even a remotely like dirty or just like regular working class australia guy looks like because all the other ones I've ever seen are like super heroic beach people. But then it's like, Crocodile Dundee's just a regular guy, you know? Because I, I grew up in that generation. I watched those movies when I was a kid. So in my yeah. mind, like, that's stuck there. It's like propaganda. <laughs> Big Australia got their hooks into you deep. Yeah, you, you just gotta, And you, like, I mean, you've just got to avoid certain areas when you come here and you'll be fine. You, your, your dreams will come true there. 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, as a child, I used to lust after the idea of traveling to Australia because that was before I settled into the things I really liked and did not like. And now Australia represents several of the things that I hate just, but it's not their fault. You know, it's just like, I don't really like beaches. I hate direct sunlight. I'm not like a huge ocean swimmer. Although, like, I love pools, but I don't really just like being in the ocean. You know, it's not really my jam. I hate insects, wild animals, like dangerous critters of all varieties. So I'm just like, you know, maybe not Australia. Maybe someplace cold and dark. Yeah. Why do we always get a bad rap for our animals over here? That's what I want to know. Ah, I, I think it's just because your ecosystem evolved so much different than everybody else's. Your animals are just bizarre to the rest of the world. Just you guys got lots of marsupials and other things that are just not stuff that the rest of the world sees. It's like, oh my god, Australia! It's just literally an alien hellscape. I just, th- I really think that's how people look at it. Also, the insects and uh, specifically arachnids just get much larger there than most people are comfortable with. Like, I, I'm a mild arachnophobe, but if I saw anything the size of some of the shit I see coming out of Australia in person, I would poop my whole skeleton out of my body. <laughs> yes. You would try to be dead, and they would just be like, ah, classic case of having pooped all of their bones and organs and everything out, out all at once out of fear. Yeah, just, you're like one of those squids that ejects all of its internal organs to escape from the predator and then dies later. I don't know yeah. why that's a good evolutionary tactic. Only but... for me, it's just instant. You know? Yes, it's, it's more. It's more like a. It's more like a scare goat, but it's the real deal. It's just like, <laughs> oh, I have become frightened and I am dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. But Ugh. I mean, again, like I, if, I, especially if I liked being outside, I feel like Australia would still be the dream, but I don't. Yeah. So I just went because I wanted, if I'm outside, I wanted to be cold and drizzly. Like I want to be like on a, on a cold cliff someplace with like an ocean spray in my face. <laughs> like some sort of majestic fisherman, but not interested in doing any physical labor. Then you need to come here in winter. Do you have a winter in Australia? Yeah, it's been freezing. Okay, but like how cold is that really? Because people in in our country will say that Florida is freezing and it will be... 72 degrees Fahrenheit for us, which is not freezing, I assure you. No, it's cold. It's, I mean, it gets down to, I mean, it did get down a couple of times to like one degrees here um, this this winter. But that's like probably around 10 degrees here, which you can work out. Yeah, I I, I vaguely know. I'm no no genius, but I vaguely know the conversion. I was going to say that the, I've been watching some of the Women's World Cup and it, it's winter in Australia right now. And I have seen some of the coaches of the teams like all bundled up. They got like their big winter coat on and like like trying to keep themselves warm on the sidelines as the women get to run around and keep themselves warm by doing actual effort. So, yeah. That, I mean, that, that does make me feel better because presumably that amount of cold also makes a lot of the critters fuck off to their holes until it warms back up. Yeah. So if I ever get travel money, maybe I'll just... Plan out, just be like, okay, we're going to Australia literally during the coldest part of the year to experience the Australian culture that has nothing to do with beaches. Yes. (laughs) I'd be down. Like, I want to, I like, when I lost after the billion dollar jackpot, it is largely so that I can do good teeth and travel. I want to be Santa Claus. I want to travel the world and I want to give gifts. And that's like, I'm just like, oh man, what what a a dream. Anyway, we've sort of gotten, gotten out of pocket. Uh, so let's get back into the dark times that having to talk about this pedophile times. Uh, so, uh, Musk decided to let this cloud keep slash get back his ex account. 
Uh, so was there much like clasping of hands and like doing a d- double shake over both shoulders and victory? Was everybody uh, very happy with this development? So you would think that QAnon, who claimed to be all about uh, pr- uh, protecting children and hating pedophiles and all this stuff, that they would have been aghast about this guy getting his account back. Yeah, I mean, and- I guess Sally Mia for assuming that they were doing the double over the shoulder clasped hand victory motion. What a fool I was. Clearly they, would be- <laughs> Clearly they should hate this. Oh, I, I, unfortunately, you were you were right the first time. Lots of clasping of hands, lots of hoisting them over shoulders. Damn it, are you telling me it's not to free to blind? <laughs> Apparently they did, yes. But I've seen it so many times for free. <laughs> yeah, so uh, my my favorite one of these is Liz, Liz Pizzagate Crokin, who is just all about saving the children and all this stuff. She was just like, Dom, I'm so glad you're back and fighting the good fight to save children and keep the world like free from pederasts and all this stuff. And it's like, Liz, buddy, uh, sweetie, honey. Uh, he did the pederasty. He did the thing. And again, like if you're, even, even if you try to make the case, oh, but he was doing it to raise awareness and blah, blah, blah. It's like, as Karma said, the dude that did this shit is in jail for life plus over 100 years. There's no awareness you need to raise. The conviction's already done. This guy is never seeing the light of day again. It's over. He's done. He's cooked. So it's ridiculous. I've seen nobody in QAnon distance themselves from this guy. Everyone loves him because he's a he's a he's a he's a influencer. He's someone that pulls people into the movement because Elon signal boosts him. He's one of Elon's playthings. Elon gave him money on the first wave of uh, X checks. So this whole thing is just a right wing grift system, and. No one's going to be upset that a little, like, horrifying child uh, exploitive content got put on on X during this whole thing. Just, It's just smooth sailing the whole way. Okay, well, I mean, what a refreshing, what a refreshing way to kick off our headline news for the week. I mean, who doesn't love yep. talking about, like, one of Australia's greatest monsters? I mean, I would hope. I didn't do the research, but... <laughs> oh, um, he is. He absolutely we're, we're, is. We're going we're gonna to go with that. I mean, to, to be fair, in our country, a gentleman arrested for those levels of crimes, monsters though they may be, I'm not sure, I would have to look at, there, there would be, like, you would have to look at numbers. Because our country is so vast, we produce just, like, a lot of monstrous fucks who get arrested for all sorts of terrible shit. Uh, that's why we, that's why people love true crime. You know, we've become so desensitized to it as an entire generation that each further generation beyond us will become more morbidly fascinated by it. We call it the Junji Ito effect, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, that like in three generations, that guy's going to be the world's most popular artist. Just watch. It's going to be incredible. They're going to be like, Oh my God, an original Junji Ito. Yeah. I'll buy that for 400, uh, Yes, Queen Bucks, because obviously, <laughs> ironic digital currency will be the huge thing of the future. Anyway, speaking of uh, douchebags, I guess, uh, let's segue into, of course, the gentleman we have to talk about every single week and usually in our headline news segment, because anything he does is splashy. Uh, former president, currently Mr. Donald Trump. Uh, who this week decided to get himself uh, indicted on some federal big boy charges, uh, which was surprising. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I thought that the Georgia stuff was going to come down the pipeline before this stuff, but uh, they really surprised me, and I'm assuming a lot of people. So, Mike, what are we looking at here? Is he finally going to get arrested for being a traitor to the country? 
Um, he did not get indicted for a seditious conspiracy, although that might happen. This does feel like it was done because these are easy to prove charges and that that's why they indicted him for uh, conspiracy to obstruct, which, of course, was to prevent the certification of the election on January 6th. Uh, conspiracy to deny rights, a.k.a. the right for people to have their vote counted, which um, as some people have complained about, which is a ridiculous thing. They're like, they found a fucking thing from 1866 to charge him with. And it's like, yeah, you know what? This That was literally an act against the Ku Klux Klan back when they were trying to keep blacks from having the ability to vote in the South, which they then were able to pull off for basically 100 fucking years. So this isn't they used an old statute to get Trump. This is more nobody's pulled a crime this ridiculous since Reconstruction. So uh, so sorry that your boy Trump is such a masterful crimeist that he manages to violate 100-year-old laws that nobody else dared touch for so long. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I love how it's just like a point of inflection, right? It's literally like, how you inflect the the way you say it changes the meaning of the, like how those crimes are presented to you. Yeah. Where you're just like, yeah, it, it, it hasn't been tried like this in a hundred years. You just be like, yo, it hasn't been tried like this in a hundred years. It's like, okay, one of those things makes it sound like that's ridiculous. It's preposterous. Why would you do that? The other one's just like, damn, you're just a hundred years back for crime. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. haven't any presidents before you? Well, you know, in the past hundred years decided to do this sort of crime. Yeah. Yeah. So our boy got hit with these four, these four charges, which is a lot less uh, counts than he's been previously racking up with his other cases in New York and in uh, the other federal case in the documents in Florida. But on top of these counts against him, the real fun of this indictment was the fact that um, as is standard, uh, procedure for the federal government when they're indicting somebody if someone else is not indicted but they were part of the crime they become an unnamed co-conspirator and uh, jack smith's uh 45 page indictment against trump lists uh six co-conspirators and just numbers them co-conspirator one two three four five six and the thing about this is that um, co-conspirators one through five, the uh, the synony- the the their anonymity is non-existent. Basically, co-conspirator number one is Rudy Giuliani. It's uh, very obvious when you go through the document and the stuff that was said by Rudy is said by co-conspirator number one. And so, at one point, co-conspirator number one's face started to sort of melt off of his body. Like he was communicating with the alien overlord from that movie, The Fifth Element. And it's like, this could be anybody. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's exactly. <laughs> yeah, so our boy Rudy Kaludi is co-conspirator number one. Uh, co-conspirator number two is John Eastman, who, if you don't know about him, he's currently being disbarred in, in California for his bullshit attempts to legally justify Trump's efforts to overturn the election. Um, so Eastman basically was the guy that created the memos that were just, here is how it is totally okay that we are doing the crimes that we are doing. And in the documents, um, in in Jack Smith's indictment, there's one section where it says like co-conspirator number two, 
said to Mike Pence, hey, could you do a small violation of the Electoral Count Act? Just a just a, a wee little crime, a, just a smidgen of criminality here for me, please. Which um, you probably shouldn't tell someone that you're criming when you're asking them to help you in your crime. But you do you, John Eastman. So that was really awesome. Um, co-conspirator number three is incredibly awesome. And, and well, one of Hellworld's favorite, uh, people in our little, uh, universe, it's Kraken lady, Sydney Powell. So yes, Sydney Powell is probably, uh, looking forward to being indicted within the next month or so, uh, for being part of the conspiracy to try to, uh, overturn the election in 2020. Um, uh, so Mrs. Release the Kraken, QAnon's biggest hero from basically the night of the election up until Biden got sworn in on January 20th. She was their biggest hero for like three months. So yeah, Sydney Powell looking like she's in a, in a peck of trouble here, which is great. Um, wow. F- finally, the Kraken is here and it turns yeah. out that it's federal charges against former president Trump. <laughs> yes. We finally released the Kraken. <laughs> Uh, co-conspirator number four is Jeffrey Clark, who was trying to uh, become the acting attorney general, because you'll remember Bill Barr, who was an absolute piece of shit and a total scumbag. That guy noped out of the Trump administration when the heat got going. He was just like, I see what these fucking people are doing. And these are actual, like, provable crimes. So no thank you, Mr. President. I'm out. I'm I'm leaving. And so he tried to shoehorn this Jeffrey Clark guy in and uh, one, a friend of the podcast, uh, Amanda, AKA Frank, the turtle, she's been following uh, Clark very closely for a while. And she was, she was over the moon when she was reading over this and saw that, Oh, my friend, my dear friend, Jeff Clark, it's his turn in the barrel. It's his time to uh, be, uh, well, you know, it could be anybody. It could be anybody. He just conspired at number four, you know? Yes. We're all conspirator number four in a way. <clears throat> it's like that time, uh, man of the year, when it was us, and we got a mirror on the front page. And I, and people still post uh, things about their resume, how they're like, in 2008, I was Times Man of the Year, or whatever. So it's like, yeah, great. Nailed it. What, I mean, what, hey, what? technically technically correct, the best type of correct, which I had to explain yes. to my friends, has kind of like circled back around to no longer being cute or funny anymore. Shut up. <laughs> that's my take on it maybe it's just getting older but now i'm just like stop stop no, stop no butting me in the real life in real life you know like re-embrace the yes and mentality <laughs> yeah, yes reevaluate how often you lead the thing you're about to say with no or actually or anything that it, like anything that implies a negative like yeah just, so, just give it a give it a beat and see if you yeah. really need to lead with that. Yeah, see if you really need to yuck somebody's yum. Do you really need to do that? Well, if it doesn't not, even matter if you're yucking somebody's yum or whatever, but just like a correction. Like, how important is it to correct everybody but the minute detail of a story they're telling? Like, <laughs> your inability to read the flow of an anecdote is a problem. Reassess <laughs> yeah. your reassess your need to validate yourself by interjecting to just be like time to be technically correct yeah it's <laughs> yeah. not cute or funny anymore no give it up uh number five is our buddy who i've never heard of before kenneth Cheesebro, which is what an incredible last name that is <laughs> yeah i mean it's a real good one like yeah. love it love a cheese bro yeah is it cheese bro or cheese borrow 
It is cheese. It is C H E S E cheese or cheese. Yeah, and we'll just B- say cheese. And B R O bro. Was the okay, last so thing. cheese bro. Yeah, yeah. The cheese bro. <laughs> yeah you're telling and, me he didn't do like any fucking like keg stands in college get out of here oh absolutely and um ba- basically mr Cheesebro is the guy who made the uh memo for the wisconsin fake electors he was the guy that was like yo wisconsin republicans who want to commit crimes i'm gonna make the legal framework for your criming in wisconsin so that is the thing that uh, conspirator number six, number five did. That is uh, that lines up with Mister Cheesebro. So uh, he is in trouble for that shit, and, all, and I'm sure more other things. Co-conspirator number six is the only one we're not sure about. Co-conspirator number six is conspiratorial bullshit. Is kind of vague. So at this point, a lot of people are questioning: Is it Ginny Thomas? Is it Roger Stone? Is it Steve Bannon? So uh, I wish that in the indictment it was just sort of like conspiracy conspirator number six just had sort of a general conspiratorial vibe about them. <laughs> it's like, oh man, we don't know who it is. And they're just like, yeah, this person just seemed like they were down to clown for anything if you get what the indictment means. It's like, wow, this is really weirdly written. I don't know. <laughs> they're really I out do- of pocket with this one. <laughs> I don't know if this is actually legal or not. Is yeah. down to cloud a legal term? <laughs> yes. Somebody call him legal, legal. Hey, hey, no. legal, legal. Is down to cloud a legal term? <laughs> so that would be really, I almost wonder if number six is like so vague that like a bunch of people think they're number six. They might start making calls to their lawyers being like, hey, hey, is this me? Am, am I in trouble here? Do I need to talk to somebody? So that'll be interesting. But again, because the other five are very obvious and Jack Smith made it clear in his press conference that we are not stopping here. This this case against Trump is but the beginning. So obviously conspirators one through five are going to be indicted for what they did. And whoever conspirator number six is, is also likely very fucked. So uh, this is great and a good thing, period. Okay, so obviously we're not beholden to do this because we're a comedy show and not a news show. But let's try to pretend like we're a news show for a second. Do some due diligence. Let me ask you, how did how did former president, current Mr. Donald Trump react to this? How did Mr. Trump react to this? Uh, screamed and yelled like a fucking baby. Uh, I, uh, he, uh, again, witch hunt, prosecutorial misconduct. This is all election interference. There is a lot of that going around in the right that they they sat on these charges for so long as to try to tip the apple cart and try to mess with the um, the election and prevent Trump from winning. He is posting all kinds of clips from Fox News. Uh, like his truth social feed is literally just nothing but right wing talking heads screaming and yelling. He has a post uh, in all caps, literally all of it. Thank you to everyone. I have never had so much support on anything before. This unprecedented indictment of a former, parentheses, highly successful president and the leading candidate, comma, by far, comma, in the Republican priority and the 2024 general election has awoken the world's corruption, scandal, and failure that has taken place in the United States for the past three years. America is a nation in decline, but we will make it great again. Greater than ever before. I love you all! Triple exclamation point. I will say this. I don't have any respect for the man, but I do enjoy that he clearly types the way he speaks, because I also do that as well. 
and you know <laughs> including all of your dumb little idiosyncrasies like his inability to get through a thought without f- figuring out a way to praise himself i love when he's, when he's just like like dropping in a parenthetical to just talk about how great he is <laughs> It's yeah. just like, you know, like, like I, I would love to do more to defend myself, but my hands, parentheses, which are incredibly large and masculine, in parentheses, are tied. <laughs> it's just like, okay, great. Well, excellent. Well done. Well done, Mr. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> F- former president, parentheses, and a great one. You know it. <laughs> your your most beloved president, the president you love the most out of all of them, that's me, Donald Trump. Yes, all of these things. Okay, how about the third layer of due diligence on this cake of horse shit, which is Mike? Talk to us. How is QAnon reacting to this? The QAnon's obviously huge fans of this, I'm sure. So the first thing that I saw was one guy who uh, screamed and yelled, and I think about how I, Hunter Biden's penis wasn't on his screen. Oh, God, you know that. Why, why oh. are we not talking about Hunter Biden's cocaine-covered penis? Yeah. Uh, um, a dear friend of the podcast, Awakened Outlaw, retweeted or reposted, because we don't... What's what's the word tweet mean anymore? I'm a genius. I'm it's an X. It's everything's yes, he, X. XX. Yes. He reposted a guy named Machiavelli who uh, stated, quote, bring on the indictments, you scumbag commie child fuckers. The entire world knows you're evil and corrupt. Go fuck yourselves with rusty chainsaws. We still have Trump's back. So, yes, uh, QAnon taking this very well. Uh, What's very interesting is that um, a bunch of QAnon, uh, high-level QAnon promoters, folks that have their podcasts and their grift accounts and all that good stuff, They've decided to take this like hard swerve off the beaten path, and they have decided that Michael Flynn might be behind January 6th, and he might have orchestrated this whole thing, and that Michael Flynn might be deep state, which has caused a lot of consternation. I I did not expect, you know, usually I have to scratch and sniff the the QAnon perspective on this stuff, because it's usually pretty obvious what they're thinking about a thing, just sort of like filling their diapers and then throwing their filled diapers at each other while screaming. Uh, I wasn't expecting this one to have like a weird, a weird nugget of like advancing the storyline. Michael Flynn is deep state now. Yeah, that's uh, uh, the authority and in the Matrix, two bros who are like all about the QAnon stuff. Dude, in the, the Matrix, do you know how many X's are in that name? My oh god! Oh my god! So many. So and, cool. And and his buddy Spooky Groove. Are there X's got- in that as well? I've never seen it written out. Uh, probably not, but I know well, he there's a lot fuck of himself, Mike. He can <laughs> fuck himself. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the spookiest of grooves, the Matrix and the Authority, are all in on this idea that Michael Flynn is a baddie now. And this is causing a lot of consternation inside of regular QAnon because Flynn is mentioned in the drops repeatedly as being a hero and a good guy. And so trying to accuse Flynn of being a baddie is quite the swing by these guys. But again, Q is never going to post anything anymore. He's gone. So it's not like you can't attack the narrative he created. No one's going to, no one's going to stand up. No, Q's not going to stand up for himself and say, Hey, shut up. Flynn's great. So that's very interesting. We'll see where that leads to. Um, and what kind of divisions it causes inside of QAnon, because the only other thing that they're doing 
uh, is the whole bullshit about discovery. Because uh, Trump's lawyer was on TV being like, we're going to relitigate 2020's election. And now that we have subpoena power, we're going to we're going to finally uncover the truth of what happened in the election. And it's like, you'll well, never believe what we're going to discover. Oh, God, you have no idea. Nothing can stop what is coming. Oh, my, let me tell you. Let me fucking tell you. The Kraken. It's coming any day now. Oh, yeah. Get your surfboards out for the wave, the storm wave. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, yeah. So, yeah, the the standard copium, a weird attack on Michael Flynn and all the rest of that shit. And I'm sure it will be the exact same because Georgia has said that, like, base. They said that by September 1st, their charges will be in. And I think they've also made it clear that these charges will probably be happening in the first two weeks of August. So either so in the next two weeks, we're going to have the uh, Georgia fake electors uh, and Trump trying to antagonize the Georgia secretary of state into overturning the election on his behalf. So the Georgia indictment is coming down the pike also. So that's going to be fun to deal with. Good stuff. I mean, the, the gift that keeps on giving. And uh, just because I'm obligated, I, I asked this question uh, to all of our international guests. So, Karma, I have to ask you, it, it is my duty uh, with all this Trump stuff happening, continuing the clown fiesta that is our uh, political blunders on the world stage. Uh, how, how do you, as an international observer to our political situation, regard our president being brought up on federal Former president being brought up on federal charges. It's about time, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, like, I, I know the, the the rational brain certainly believes so. Yes, but uh, I just didn't yeah. know if it if it like. I mean, it's got to make us just look so shitty. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, look. It gets. I know it gets broadcast on our news, and uh, again, most people here in Australia would just look at it and go, "Oh yeah, he deserves that." Okay, move on to the next thing. <laughs> You make your country sound so rational. I'm so jealous. Because, again, just, the, the reason we have this problem to begin with is that half of our country is a bunch of, like, shit-throwing apes. Well, we just don't worship politicians. Ugh, if any, if anything, we'd probably, if anything, we'd probably throw shit at our politicians. <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, that, that, that they're certainly a much more deserving target than who, like, we get, like, you know, in us, it's, it's poor people throwing shit at each other, and then the politicians laugh. They do that. They do that like laugh from cartoons where they've got like their hands all up in the air, like they're like got their their head dramatically cocked back, laughing at the sky. Well, yeah. we've had we've had politicians egged, like you know, <laughs> people really just don't care here. Man, what a compelling argument for why Australia is great. See, this is why this is why we need to reach out to our international friends more often, and with let's build bridges, you know, not walls. Other hippie stuff. I'm, bu- I'm buying in. I've, I've always liked weed, you know? That's what they mean. Hippies have always agreed. Yeah, um, weed's um, illegal here. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's just, you know what? That, that, that might be a strike against the, the, the proud nation of Australia, but I'll say only for now. I have faith. I have faith in the Australian people to be like, hey, that's fucking absolutely ridiculous. Like, our country hasn't yeah. even done it. It's like state-by-state well, basis here. The funny thing is, Canberra actually it's it's legal there, and that's like the state capital for us. So, but every other state is like, no, it's legal. Yeah, again, it's wild. The fact that the fact that it's still state to state legislation in places like it, it's certainly like you know it, it allows you to take gradual steps in the right direction. But 
I don't know, man. It just seems like a huge win. Like, just break yeah. get a bunch of tax money, and, and, get in. And and I and I have to hear all the horror stories of all the weed shop owners who have to like keep their cash money on them because they can't put it in the banking system because it's technically illegal in the banking system, and it's just like pot stores are getting hit for their cash because hey, can't have that dirty weed money go into the bank. That would be bad. It's yeah, if only some heroic criminal would rob them at gunpoint. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great. A real yeah. Robin Hood moment. Oh, did they then they, they donate the money to charity? Oh, no, uh, they used it to buy a new spoiler for their shitty car. Excellent. That's great. great. Wonderful. Anyway, uh, okay, let's uh, let's let's tarry no longer and let's move into a, a a quick mailbag segment, shall we? Our listeners got questions, we got answers. It's time for Q and A. So our first two questions are very karma specific. So you're going to have the floor on these. The first Excellent. one, the first one is from Cheshire at two at dot Berlin. Very stupid, basic question. Where does the name negative 48 even come from? Is it a reference? Is it a Gematria thing? Does he just like the number? It's a Gematria thing. I can't even speak. Um, so um, it's like evil is 48. Um, so he's negative evil. So he's, he couldn't have just called himself whatever the gematria for good is. He couldn't have just been like 43 or whatever. He had to be, I'm the opposite of evil. Yeah. Yeah, I like like the idea that he sat down at his gematria calculator and it's just like good. And it comes through, it's like 666. He's like, that can't be right. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, huh. It's like, how about evil but with a negative that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh and then uh from there uh cleodora silvestry the hell world grand inquisitor asks now that negative 48 is dead uh do you who do you predict will try to take the lead of his jfk zombie rising cult and will it fall apart as a result so i don't think anyone can replace him specifically because obviously you know he he spoke to Trump or will spoke to JFK, who was actually Trump in the fat suit. Um, so, you know, no one else has that. Like, I don't think anyone else can come and stand up and be like, oh, now, you know, they're talking to me. They're, they're sending me messages. I just don't think anyone within his group can do that. Um, I can see there's a couple of people that are trying to more just continue it, you know, encourage people to come to rallies and encourage, you know, their community to all meet up at the rallies and, you know, we're going to continue to teach, you know, Demetra to all our followers, you know, if you want to learn, we'll help you. But that's about it. Like, and I do think it will eventually fall apart. So it's more like kind of a uh, uh, Christianity post the crucifixion moment where no one's going to try to take the mantle of Jesus. They're just going to mourn the fallen Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a bold idea for who could fill that spot. Mike Rains. Hey, I could talk to them about you have the could... JFK conspiracy knowledge, or maybe like an amalgamation, maybe an amalgamation of like you and karma. Like Carmen could be the like Carmen could be like the figurehead because she's got the negative forty eight like cult knowledge and yeah. uh, let's be real is a better public face than Mike Raids. I don't feel like that's slander to say. No, 
Not that uh, you know, uh, but Mike Rand's gonna be the dude in the chair with like at the, in the earpiece with like the crazy in depth JFK conspiracy, like rabbit hole talk, like in the background. Nice, you oh, yeah. you'd be you like Oracle. At, you do know at some point I was actually JFK, yes, yeah, I remember exactly. See, and I mean, that what, what a credential to have on your record, you know. <laughs> I feel like that's a, what I'm looking for in my JFK leadership is reincarnation of the man himself. So, wow. I mean, that's going to be pretty tough to beat. Yeah. <laughs> or or she, JFK just got out of the med bed and was karma. It wasn't actual. It was just like Doctor Who and the TARDIS just changing the body shape but remaining the same entity. So That does sound like a much better fantasy because that implies that you too could make this metamorphosis. If only you had access to a med bed. Yes. And by being part of our club, maybe at some point, I don't know, maybe a bed, maybe you get to go with and come out looking like Chris Evans is Captain America. Well, you know, <laughs> you've got to wonder why um, Negative didn't get in a med bed. Oh, yeah. I, that, that is kind of a plot hole that I'm, who knows? Yeah, they, but... never explain why, they never explain why anybody looks the way they do with the med bed. It's just like, I think we talked about this. Uh, I, brought, I think we brought it up either last week or a couple weeks ago or whatever. I was just like, why would Nancy Pelosi look like Nancy Pelosi if she had access to a med bed? Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? What, what's the point in having it extend your life if it's just if you're still just going to deteriorate? You know what I mean? I don't want right. to turn into the crit creeper. Thank God I lived to 140. Did it abate your aging process? Nope. nope. I am 140 through and through, baby. <laughs> oh, I, like there, there was some guy that got into his mid nineties and just just flat out was like, "Nope, this is unacceptable," and just booked a flight to either Sweden, Sweden or Switzerland, whichever one has the uh, doctor assisted suicide. He's like, "Nope, one way ticket, too old, not dealing with this shit anymore. Getting the check, just fucking this is crap." And it's like, "Hey, good on your grandpa if you if you can't handle it anymore." My. I, Take the take the road out. Get out of here. I mean, I do like this idea though. Like, I think, but I think the two of you together, sort of like a like a person, like two like two people teaming up in a big trench coat to make one giant person. We can start raking in that cult money, you know. I I I'm in favor of it. Uh, I, I I do have a bad back, but I will attempt to hoist karma on my shoulders because the trench coat thing was a metaphor, you know. No. <laughs> I know about your bad back. The, the, that's why you're the guy in the chair, you know. Yeah, you get to sit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and karma being the perfect Australian specimen, as I mentioned earlier, just like the actual vision of an Adonis uh, <laughs> could effortlessly be on their feet for more than a few hours. Yes. <laughs> the impossible dream for the rest of us. Oh, God. Uh, Pancake Peasant asks, AI is having a hot moment. Does the QAnon hive mind have any hot takes on AI? Uh, they hate it. Uh, AI is the death of humanity. It is the singularity. It will destroy us all, which is really funny when you think about how QAnon has no reaction to the Hollywood writer's strike and the actor strike now because the actors and the writers are against AI, which would put them on the side of QAnon, but they can't be on QAnon's side because they're baby-eating Satanists. So QAnon just has to sweep all that shit under the rug that literally their most hated enemies agree with them about the dangers of Look, AI. why the fuck would QAnon want to team up with the writers and actors in their war against the machines? Like, everybody knows that the real enemy is the machines, according to the writers and actors. So, uh, wait, what? (laughs) Still crazy to me that there's just just like, there's no negotiations even happening. I don't want to dwell on this too much, but the fact that the the people up at the top are just like, hey, 
writers and actors, go fuck yourselves. No money for you. Eat a, eat a mountain of hot dogs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they hate AI. It's weird. But that's just the spot where we're at. And Hating AI is so bizarre. I just don't get it. I mean, I don't know. Oh, they, they they just got all Terminator brain, and it's Skynet, and it's the death of Have the they ever interfaced with this chat GPT or whatever? Just talk to it for, like, even a second. You'll be pretty satisfied with the fact that it's not going to be taking over anything anytime soon. Oh, they, they, they hate chat GPT because they, they always try to game it so they can get some proof of left-wing bias in it. And they're like, oh, look, they're trying to make this shit fucking liberal, and it's bullshit, and it's so unfair, and blah, blah, okay. blah. Every live chat program ai that has ever like happened on twitter or now x or whatever uh has at some point started to talk about how hitler did nothing wrong and that is not a leftist talking point it's just not like that that is a through and through right-wing conspiracy nonsense intersecting with meme culture thing so don't you be telling me about the left-wing bias and ai program the internet is way more full of right-wing conspiracy filth than left-wing talking points yeah and uh, finally, we have a secret question um, from our new beautiful baby that Elle will be shouting out in a, a little bit. And they asked me, uh, can you guys talk about your trans-affirming politics? Just like, in general, I guess, would be the topic here. Um, and because it's a, it's a real thing right now where the right wing in America is trying to make this an issue or the thing that trans people are somehow bad or wrong. And I don't, it's scapegoating, it's demonizing, and it's just trying to fight the latest front of the culture war on an, in an area where they think they have a chance of winning because this is how it always works. They demonize this minority and then that minority becomes accepted and normalized. So they go on to the next one and the next one and the next one. And now they're trying to do this thing where they're like, Hey, LGB uh, people, the T is trying to make you guys look bad. It's these people are deviant and sick and we're okay with you guys, but you need to understand that you standing up for the transgender people, not a good look. And, 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 and it's like, no, because we don't, we don't even have to, question that it's bullshit because we know that you hate everybody in the lgbtq community and we also know that you fucking hate women you just hate women in general that's why we have all these fucking anti-abortion laws being passed all the way across america it's why the republicans ran a fake democrat in north carolina in a deeply blue district and this lady won and then once she got in office like two weeks later she's like by the way i'm a republican and i will now vote to lock in this anti-abortion bill in North Carolina. So fuck all of you. Like the, the Republican party and all they stand for is literally just the rights and the, and the merits of white men, straight white Christian men. And if you're not one of those, go fuck yourself. So my being pro trans rights is just an extension of me thinking that people should just be left alone. There's no reason to fucking go after these people. They're just living their lives. What the fuck do you care? These, all these people are like, Oh, I go into a bathroom and blah, blah. You know what? I've, I've never seen somebody in a bathroom, like waving their dick around or. Also, when you're at the bathroom, just mind your fucking business. Like, like, dude, just like eyes on your own homework there, chief. Yeah, I like mean, like how how could how would you even notice like unless she's dressed like Jessica Rabbit or whatever and like 
yeah. it's just like whatever man you use whatever restroom fits the part that you need to use to go like that's not on you i don't give a shit i mean i think it's pretty obvious that like you know but both mike and i like certainly like don't really see this as an issue that should be worth fighting over it's just obvious that like trans people should just yeah they, they exist and let them get the health coverage they need stop fucking trying to make the living like illegal it's also hey like bigot idiots uh that really think cyberpunk is super neat and somehow managed to be transphobic uh like transgender stuff is the first logical step on the road to all transhumanism stuff like it's literally the most obvious like like if you're just like i would like to change my physical form in a way that is noticeable or whatever and i don't understand how bigots that can love cyberpunk it's so stupid like I don't even want to be in my own stupid meat body. Like, and you're telling me that like you're you're going to demonize them, but if I decide to upload, you're going to be like, you're fine. Like that's real dumb. <laughs> like so you're, dumb. You're, you can't be a bigot like cyberpunk. So get with it. Tra- trans, yeah. like you know, trans rights, fucking protect trans kids, all that shit. Like, stop making it a big deal. It shouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. No. And and the, the the last thing I'll say here is just that to me. I would I, I like I never made a choice to be a cishet dude and I was obviously born white and and that's it and it's just none of this stuff that happened to me was a decision or a choice I made at some point in my life and I I'm innately just me and I think that that is the human experience for everybody so if you are innately gay or innately trans you just experience that and that's the life you are living and why would I want to deny somebody else their own identity? Why would I want to do that? Like, that makes no sense to me that I would be like, no, like you're, you think that you're gay is a mental illness or something, or you thinking you're trans is wrong and bad. It's like, what, why, why, why the fuck would I care? Why would I meddle in what you perceive yourself to be? No one's ever going to meddle in what I perceive myself to be because I'm what's designated by society as quote unquote normal. So it's just, it's just absurd to me. Karma has nothing to say on the issue. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's on us. I, I don't know if Karma was expecting us to, to, to throw to her opinion on the matter. No. Uh, look, I, I totally agree with you on all of it anyway. I see a lot of it going on, you know, in what I watch as well. And, yeah, like I don't have a problem with it. Um, people should be able to be themselves. Yeah. Is there is there any sort of like fomentation of anti-trans sentiment in uh, Australia? I know that like right-wing politics is sort of uh, like surging across the globe. Yeah, there's like we've I've noticed a lot that you know obviously they they're kind of hitting up drag shows and all that sort of stuff here. It, it is starting to filter down here as well. USA, well, USA, oh USA, yeah. USA. USA. Yeah. <laughs> God. Let's let, let's let's crush a non Bud Light brewski and fucking continue to export hate. That's yep. what we need to do. Let's fucking increase our our GDP of hate. <laughs> while we while, while we throw our Barbies in a fireplace, we're not we're not putting shrimp on the Barbie. We're throwing Barbie on the Barbie. We're grilling her up because she's too woke. Uh, I mean, uh, apparently everybody was throwing Barbie into their eye holes over the past couple of weeks because, boy, yeah. howdy, did that movie make a lot of fucking money. I was there. I talked yeah. about it on the podcast, but I, yeah. I, went, I went to go see the Barbie and I loved it. So, yeah, uh, good for them. Yeah. Yep. And so that brings us to our final question, as always, which is, what are you guys looking forward to? Uh, man, 
I was not prepared for this, despite the fact that it happens every week. <laughs> it doesn't say something sad about me that I don't have anything immediately. Like that, I'm just like, yeah, I'm pumped for the following thing. Uh, no, you know, I don't really have anything. I'm going to take a nap today, probably. Excited for that nap. I did my chores this morning. It's going to be nap time. Simple pleasures, you know. Nap. Yes. Time. Oh yeah. Uh, Karma, you got anything fun lined up? Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm with Al. I think um, at some point today I will be going back to sleep for a few hours. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, because Australia is is a pocket dimension onto its own, we woke her up at like four in the morning for this. So we are probably, we probably violated OSHA by recording this podcast. It, it's actually quarter to five right now. So I actually got up at two. <laughs> nice. Yeah. God. So that's a, that's a, a tr- tremendous uh, amount of commitment for helping to fill our guest chair. Yes. And uh, me, uh, I'm just looking forward to the fact that I can now see off in the distance uh, football slowly starting to churn and, and, and arrive. I'm having people talking to me about fantasy football leagues and all that good stuff. So I'm just like, yeah, the only sport that is good and fun and that I lose lots of money gambling on is about to return to form. So uh, having that to look forward to is nice. So, and that also means that like my trip to Dallas will be happening soon, which is wonder bar as well. Wow. We were running out of air there at the end. You started to get like real asmr <laughs> It was like you, you, were, you were trailing off. You were just like, that should mean that my trip to Dallas is pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> into, a, into a low mumble. I don't know. I was falling asleep. Uh, Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, Let's let's get on our paddle boards, eh? Go out into the fucking beautiful surf because Australia, get it? Uh, And paddleboard our way out of hell world for the week. Uh, Thank you so much, everybody, for listening and for supporting the show. You can continue to support the show for free by giving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast from. If you have money and you want to give it to us, we will take it. You can give it to us by visiting patreon.com slash poker politics, where your donation of $5 or more every month gets you access to our slate of bonus content, past, present, and future. Although you can uh, donate as little as $2 a month if you just want to tip your dealers for the work that we are doing. Uh, thank you so much this week for our latest beautifuler baby, uh, Percy, Byron, and Blake, all one name. Apparently the cats of uh, our new beautifuler baby. Uh, thank you so much for your donation, I will say. Blake, I'm sure, is a lovely cat, but the other two cats have uh, na- names that exude a much more powerful British Isles energy. Percy, Byron, and then Blake is here too, I guess. I mean, maybe it's a traditional day, but it doesn't roll off the tongue in the same way. And by donating, you uh, manage to unlock a little uh, a little snippet about uh, your, your name there. Thank you for your donation. We really appreciate it. Uh, for anybody out there who might have some extra bucks and don't want to give it to us, we totally understand. You can do some good with it in the world by donating it to love146.org, an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. Thank you, as always, for the use of our intro song, our friend DJ Minimal Effort, no social media for them. What a trendsetter. Uh, also, of course, thank you this week to our good friend Karma, uh, all the way from Australia, all the way early, 2 a.m. wake up time to get ready for the recording session. We appreciate it. Uh, where could the people find you, Karma? Shout out your stuff. Anything, any info you want to give the people? Uh, 2022 underscore Karma on Twitter slash X. I'm still going to call it Twitter because I just can't do the X. 
<laughs> well done. Are you on a uh, blue sky or anything else yet? Or is that uh, Twitter slash X still the best place to find you? Uh, I am on blue sky at the same username handle. Well, there we go. Uh, Karma doing great work, uh, investigating and keeping an eye on some of the wackier aspects of the QAnon mythos. And also just being, uh, the show's Australian correspondent by default, because she happens to live in Australia. Uh, so thank you as always for helping fill in the seat. Karma. Always great to hear from you. The, the, the listeners sure love it as well. Uh, so uh, back to the social media pitch. Thank you to our buddy Frosty, uh, who does all of our bumps for the show, all of our voiceover work, voice of Q when we need it. You for the time being can still find them on Twitter slash X at Frosty V O. Uh, the show that you're listening to, The Adventures in Hell World, can be found on Twitter slash X. Find on Twitter, found on Twitter slash X at Hell World with a Q instead of an O. Uh, I have abandoned mine. It still technically exists. You can check it out. It's been mothballed at Hell World L, but. I would rather die than use X. It's just not going to happen. That's why I said, that's why I tell all the kids in the club. I'm just like, no, no, no. I would rather die than use X. Uh, and, uh, our buddy Mike Rains is, of course, at poker politics. Uh, they're still there. You know, Mike, Mike still needs his, his people to tell him how great he is or to hate, listen to all the shit he writes and just be like, Hey, you're a dumb dumb. He's like, well, you know what? I still got your attention. So fuck you. Who's really winning? Get that bag, you know? Anyway, so for another successful episode of the Adventures of the Hell World podcast, I've been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L, joined again, special guest host this week, Karma, all the way from Australia. Big round of applause for Karma. If we had a soundboard, I would be like, hit that applause button on said soundboard. But you, the audience, imagine it in your brain. Theater of the mind. Yes, excellent. The, you're in Australia. Everyone is beautiful. There's applause ringing out from nowhere. Oh, my God. What? It's going incredibly well. I'm the king of imagining. I hope that everybody was there with me. I'm being so good at imagining that applause. Uh, and of course, our expert in all things Q and on crazy, Mr. Mike Raids. Good speed, patriots. <laughs>